0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Did I, you see
2: one of the comments we got when I was wearing the Carhartt beanie? It's like, girls, that wear Carhartt shit and don't do Carhartt things. I'm like, are you gatekeeping fucking Carhartt
1: now? gatekeeping having a warm head? <laughs>
3: Welcome
2: Welcome to the Holy Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Bob. Before I forget, which I did, Liz is dropping this at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) But I'm saying this at the end. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at The Holy Hour. Email us here.
1: Get ad free access to our episodes on Patreon. Mm
2: -hmm. Early and ad free.
1: Mm -hmm. Our email is
2: holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Know the. If you don't know that by now, you might be new here. We secured our email before we secured the name. It's just holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Send us compliments if you want to. We fucking love we that. We love that. Um, but yes, Patreon. Uh, join our Discord. They're having a movie night currently. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're watching tonight, but it's cute as fuck. I fucking guarantee it.
1: Oh, my God. So many people reached out to me about weed. I know. I saw that. <laughs> so many people were like, Oh my God, wedding cake's amazing. And then someone else on Patreon sent us a message of like, I think you'll like this (gasps) snack. (laughs) Love that. So I will be checking that out. (laughs) Hell yeah. The
2: Discord's the place to be. If you're not on it, you should be.
1: It's popping. Because you're
2: cute and everybody on there is cute.
1: Mm -hmm. We're back. We were both on vacation. Yeah, we had, it's been two weeks since we've recorded. Mm -hmm. Amelia has gone on a cross country trip
2: i'm fucking tired you
1: were in california i went to la and then i went to see my parents
2: in florida and then i went to philadelphia for my brother's bachelor party you've been everywhere (laughs) yeah what you were gone for like what a week 10 days Oh, okay. There's a lot of places to go in 10 days, but mm-hmm. I tested negative for COVID yesterday. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's all around a successful trip.
1: Yeah, I would say. Uh-huh. I would say. And it was then really, really fun. I went skiing in Colorado. She only cried once. I only cried once. And uh, for some context, I have only gone, this is my second time going skiing. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. One, two. <laughs> my- Happy to have you. <laughs> yes, thank you for thank you for coming here and being with us today. Um, oh, <laughs> but the first time I went skiing with Mr. Liz, uh, it I just trusted him, which might have been a little ignorant on my behalf. But he, um, we were just kind of trying to like scrape it together and not have to pay much money. So my my ski boots were rentals, they were very uncomfortable. Um and my toes hurt for like a week. And then uh we borrowed someone's powder skis. Um so they're wider, they're harder to ski in. Uh and then he also took me to the top of Mount Hood. Which I think all of the other things would have been okay, but being at the top of Mount Hood having never skied before um and not knowing what I was doing it was really hard and he it started off by him punching me in the face <laughs> to catch me from basically tomahawking down mount hood <laughs> <laughs> to my to my death so this was a much better experience i was the star of my beginning skiing class. speed demon i mm-hmm. saw they called you they call oh i was speed so proud demon. i was following on twitter like that's my fucking. but thing. i did cry because on day two we got a lot of fresh snow and i didn't i've never skied in powder obviously um that's what the ski people call it <laughs> fresh pow? that's what like the little like cute snow bunnies call it mm-hmm. is shredding that gnar yeah i was shredding the gnar no uh i've never <laughs> hate i have never been on on it's hard it's like you move slower and like fresh snow and it's all fluffy that makes sense it's fun but like i kept getting stuck and then i didn't feel confident like turning the other way so like all of these like people who are like stoked that it's fresh snow are like flying past me and then our snowboarder friends were like all right we're getting cold so we're gonna leave and then like so Mr. Liz is just waiting for me at the bottom of this hill and then he's like you need to turn the other way I was like I can't do it and he's like it's I felt like a kid doing math with their dad I was like (laughs) like turn around and I kind (laughs) of finally make it down to him and then I was like this is hard I feel like I forgot everything I learned yesterday and then I just started like I was weeping (laughs) I was like (laughs) oh man I would have been so fucking frustrated yeah when you're just frustrated and you're like I just need to cry for a second yeah And then I was
2: good. The rest of the day, I even went off a jump. I'm honestly impressed. You went off a jump? Yeah. I'm impressed, truly. Like, you only crying while I would have cried, like, thinking about. I will cry if I think about skiing for too long. (laughs) So I'm honestly so proud of you. Thank you.
1: Um, I had a lot
2: of fun. 20 out of 10 experience as an outsider. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's my fucking girl.
1: You being proud of me is the only reason I did it. Help.
2: (laughs) i know that's why i'm that's telling you all
1: i need is that's why i'm fucking telling you but i said to truthfully everyone. when mr liz is cheering me on i feel so cool yeah i bet he showed me a video of me ski- i was like can i see the video of me skiing because he's been doing it his whole life so yeah. he like can just like take his phone out and yeah. record me while I'm, str- I'm fighting for my goddamn life <laughs> <laughs> on these fucking snow sticks <laughs> and then and then I, I was like can i see it and i thought i was like absolutely shredding and then i look like a baby deer <laughs> you know like, mm. <laughs> All right, the that fact that you me. felt good is a fucking win i compared it to my first ski video and there's a obvious improvement everyone starts somewhere yeah he was like you're doing really well for only two days of skiing and then our other friends were hyping me up I feel like I've talked about this for too long. I'm just bragging now. <laughs> you deserve Mama to brag. Yeah, I I did very well for for what was expected of me. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, that's anyways. great. I'm glad you had such a good time. It was it was nice. We went
2: on two completely different ex- adventures these past couple of weeks.
1: I think the mo- I don't know if you felt this way while you were um, taking a little break, but it was nice to not. F- think about anything else word i had so much shit to think of my brother's bachelor
2: party was a success he was so fucking happy because you're like the the sister of honor right Mm -hmm. or what what, uh, the the best man ended up the best sister i'll take that the best the best man did so much fucking planning but he just like wasn't communicating it to me because it's like he's like this is my job he's like my second brother so Mm -hmm. he was like it's fine (laughs) me chill out i got it um but he did such a good job planning. Our Airbnb host canceled on us a week before. Did I tell you this? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we found a really, really great place. And the people that live there like very clearly did like lots of drugs. It was like a really cool <laughs> spot. Um and I learned so much about shit that I never wanted to know about about my brother, but it was his bachelor party. So I was like just yeah. like chilling
1: and like being like the cool sister. You know? I feel like your brother and my brother are like in that they're like why would you do this to me yes when it came to starting a sex and dating podcast
2: (laughs) the entire liz the entire weekend he kept going um like whenever anybody would like do something that he didn't approve of or like did something that like he wasn't happy about he'd be like that's not very sex positive of you (laughs) or he'd be like that's very sex negative like he kept bringing up the podcast and he's like yeah i have to keep remembering that my sister has a sex podcast like it was it
1: kept coming up it was so fucking funny that is really funny Um, actually uh, and it's one of those things where, like, they keep, a joke gets funnier the more you bring it up. He, it was constant. The last day, he kept saying it. The, there's a word for that in comedy. What is I it? I learned. It's called um, the game. Ooh. So the game is, like, you keep doing this thing or repeating this thing, and it's part of the joke. Mm. My I probably th- just completely fucked up that description. Well, no. I think that, I mean, whatever it writer is. was explaining it on TikTok. Oh shit
2: we know one of those (laughs) anyway we do moving on um but yeah no it was a success um but this brings me to the first thing that i wanted to ask you about that i learned at the bachelor party okay it's a phrase that i had never heard i brought it up to squint today and he was like yeah everybody knows that i'm like if liz knows this i'm going to jump off
1: of the roof i'm excited do you know what the term pushing rope is no thank god okay i've only heard of pushing p oh yeah that's like pushing Punch.
2: positivity it's the stupidest goddamn thing oh ever. that's what p means that's what that's what i saw in urban dictionary i thought it
1: meant cool <laughs> like oh. p just meant like cool i don't know who
2: knows i have no idea The youth's way ahead of me on i was asking the
1: kids at work i was like you know what i'm just gonna own it i don't know what the fuck this means Couldn't we had you. to try and explain it to a client and they're like uh we don't know what you're talking about but we trust you it
2: sounds like percocet pushing percocet yeah speaking of which my dad uh got bucked off a horse did i tell you this no oh my god this is um speaking of percocet (laughs) (laughs) um my dad got bucked off a horse and uh broke three ribs and and, like fucked up like a lot of his spine his spinal tissue when i was in florida oh my i know what the fuck i know yeah and he was like i'm fine and then every time he would move he'd be like like, uh, I'm like dad you're clearly not fine like go get an MRI and he did and he broke some ribs um, so, he's ta- so he's taking Percocet uh, he's he's on a fucking another level oh only him 72 years old and just like getting bucked off horses I
1: wouldn't have even guessed your dad was 72 I know cause he's like
2: he acts like he's like 18 he listens to well, this well he also
1: looks that's a compliment dad he looks significantly younger than that yeah he has a
2: really young soul he did like a heart test like a cardiac test and uh, he, he has the heart health of a 50 year old good for him mm-hmm. um
1: my dad has gout so my dad has gout <gasps> gout dads <laughs> gout dads i was trying not to hit the mic i think that's the episode title gout dads <laughs> nice my dad has gout <laughs> you know what all dads are the fucking same okay they all yeah. clip their cell phone to their belt they love new balances um does your dad wear new balances and he also no he doesn't clip oh, okay. his, his his phone well, his either. they have gout <laughs> they definitely do have gout um they care about the thermostat <laughs> yes <laughs> so much they go to great clips or sports clips yeah my dad is bald so <laughs> <laughs> but he, would. If he had hair that's what he would <laughs> do <laughs> and uh uh what else do dads like um uh, golf Oh, my dad does really like golf. My dad fucking loves golf. That's because it's just like outdoor drinking with the with the boys. Yeah, I respect that. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good time. well See, when my
2: dad broke his back, <laughs> he was with the guy that he was riding horses with is a literal spine doctor. So that was like, oh yeah, that's on. good. And my mom was texting this guy like, "What is he going to live?" And my dad was texting him like, "When can I play golf again?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm confused. Are you hurt? Like, is he
1: gonna die?" <laughs> Like is he alright? Um play golf again. That's funny.
2: Golf. Gout. There's another G for sure.
1: Golf, gout and gas. Oh, my dad loves getting gas <laughs> at the Costco. <laughs> my dad loves Costco gas.
2: Yes. Gout, and golf
1: and Costco gas. Mhm. And the thermostat.
2: We've we got it. Okay, back to <laughs> back to pushing rope. So
1: oh yeah. So Apparently that's the term for when you like Wait, can I guess? Yes. Um pushing rope. I would guess it's if you're trying to push a poop out. (laughs) You know when you have like a ropey kind of poop? (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's not not it's neither hard nor soft.
4: And you're you're like that part of that part of it, you're close
1: with that definition. Okay. Uh oh, so pushing pee. Mm -mm. Oh sorry i guess they mean the same thing pushing rope slash p uh is it when your dick isn't completely hard and you're trying to put it in yes (gasps) wow nice out Dads. dads. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
2: that is what it is i I, did not realize there was a term for it but it's like if you're trying to push push rope through a hole it like kind of like buckles.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pushing growth. I mean, we've all been there. They're like, I know it'll get hard when it's that's in exactly there. That's exactly what they said. That's what all the guys at the back, they
2: were all saying when I was there, like we have to have you sign an NDA. But th- uh, this is all I'll say about what we talked about at the bachelor party. They were saying that it's like there, there is the expectation that you put it in and it's going to get hard. But if you're drinking, that's not always the case. You know? Uh-huh. Well, and, and other reasons, as we've talked about, but we were talking about it in terms of drinking. It might not. And then you're just pushing, trying to push a rope through. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was such a funny phrase. <laughs> it just, is such a perfect visual.
1: I, you just made me have like a flashback. I cannot remember who this was. Oh God. I was, we were having sex and they were like sitting down and I was like on top and I like bent my pelvis in a weird way and it bent their dick <gasps> and it, they were hurt. And got soft.
2: <laughs> was he like, ah! Yes. Oh, God. That happened I, on cannot, I cannot remember who it was. You, like, blacked it out. You're just like, we're just not going to...
1: I just think that I've had... Not that I've had a lot of sex. It's like I've had a lot of sex with, like, one person uh-huh. Uh-huh. on a few occasions. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, at least three or four people where it's, like, consistent sex for a year. Heard. So then you're like, which... Dude was it? Yeah. Which guy dick even... did I break? <laughs> yeah. I hope one of them that deserved it. <laughs> it might have been my ex. I, I honestly. Speaking of shoe remember. man, I was like, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: I hope it was I don't his. know.
1: It might have been but I do feel like we continued when he felt better. Well that's good. That's There's at least a, a champ about it. I think so. But and that sounds painful aft. I have been reading a book. I do know how to read. <laughs> as some of the uh, male TikTok commenters might be confused about, I do know how to read. Um, but I've been reading this book called Word Slut by Amanda Montell, and she is a linguist, Ooh. which is like – Someone who fucking studies language. I love that. What a cool cool. title to have. I want to be a linguist. Um, She also co-hosts a podcast with her friend Issa, um, and it's called Sounds Like a Cult, because she also wrote the book right there, Cultish, um, which is about the language of fanaticism. Oh, hell yeah. So this book, Wordslet, is more about how um, the history of language and like the the English language is like inherently misogynistic Mm. essentially what is it um and just how certain words that used to be like non-binary uh have become ways to insult woman women Mm. so i thought that was really interesting but um i thought this was some interesting food for thought uh In my college sociolinguistics classes, I started learning about some of the subtle ways gender stereotypes are hidden in English, like how the term penetration implies and reinforces the idea that sex is from the male perspective, Mm. like sex is defined as something a man does to a woman. The opposite might be envelopment or enclosure. Can you imagine how different life would be if that's how we referred to how we referred to sex? If women were linguistically framed as the protagonist of any given sexual scenario, could that potentially mean that a woman's orgasm as opposed to a dude's, would be seen as the pro- proverbial climax, the ultimate goal? Mm. Questions like that blew my mind. <laughs> wow, I thought that was so interesting too. Like just these little words that you're not paying attention to, like penetration, you're not thinking like, "Oh, I am being penetrated." Yeah, but it, those types of words do place men as the protagonist of sex damn damn holy
2: shit it's so important to recognize like how much internalized misogyny we have as women too Mm -hmm. not recognizing that that's how these words are being used like i would have never have i've always thought of penetration as like the other way around always yeah and i like never because that's just like how we've been socialized to think about it men perform penetration on women
1: we're not being penetrated yeah damn Or, like, men aren't being enveloped or enclosed. Which is, I like that so much more. It sounds, like, safe and, like... Like a hug. Yeah. We're hugging a penis penis hug. A little wiener hug. Um, But there was another part of this book that I wanted to read. Um, Also, she calls it word slut because she explains, like, linguistically, like, the word slut is... It has all the components that we like Mm -hmm. as just people, like... It's fast and it has, it's short, it's a short word and then it has like the slut, yeah. like a nice T at Hard the end consonants. and the, the like, it rolls off your tongue. Yeah. Um, I love the word slut. 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 Whore. <laughs> I like it too. Whore.
2: Slut. <laughs> slut.
1: <laughs> There's a section where she explains cunt and the word cunt <laughs> not what it is but um it's she explains why we like it to say cunt so many times cunt. <laughs> uh what is largely considered the english language's most offensive term for women didn't actually start as an insult at all cunts roots are also up for debate but most sources agree they can be traced back to the proto-indo european world sound like cu, which indicated femininity the same cu is like is also related to modern words cow and queen. The Latin terms kunius <laughs> meaning wedge is also connected to cunt, as the old Dutch word kunt like KUNTE Ooh, kunt. Kunt. <laughs> uh, which gives the word its dramatic final T. For centuries, cunt was used to refer to women's external genitalia without any negative nuances whatsoever. But like so many other terms referencing femaleness, it didn't stay that way. What particularly, in, what's particularly interesting about cunt's pejoration? So she explains that pejoration is um, when a word starts out with like a neutral meaning and becomes negative. Mm. Um, is that it is directly linked to human history itself? 10,000 years ago, when homo sapiens lived nomadic lifestyles wandering from place to place, men and women all had multiple sexual partners, and female sexuality was considered totally normal and great. It wasn't until human beings stopped moving that women with sexual independence started gaining a bad rap, because once owning land became desirable, people wanted to be able to pass it down to their children. And in order for men to know who their children were, female monogamy became a must." To create a system of inheritance, societies became patriarchal, and any remaining notions of goddess-like sexual liberation went kaput. With the end of women's sexual liberation came a general disgust for female sexuality, dooming dooming words like cunt forever, or until the end of patriarchy, at least.
2: <laughs> but I Amen. thought that was
1: so interesting to see how um, the repulsion of women's sexuality has become like this where we are now essentially Mm -hmm. which is just like a constant fight to be treated like a person (laughs) yeah um and like why uh there are just like a lot of men you'll see them in our comments that Just they don't care about women. No. They don't treat them like people. They don't care about them. And it's because they've inherited this idea that female sexuality is bad. Yeah. And it has very old roots, as we can tell from this book, because it goes on to explain like just that's. Linguistics have played a huge role, yeah, (laughs) in in something that we're all experiencing. Yes,
2: hundred percent. It's been so interesting to see how men online react when women have a voice you know how these words have been started like have been being used as insults for, for like pussy is another one i was mm-hmm. watching um she talks
1: about that too the
2: history of <laughs> curse words um hosted by nicholas cage on netflix which is Love super him. fucking random um but uh how like that was just kind of a word that people used and now it's like used as an insult
1: mm-hmm.
2: cunt is the same and it's like whenever there's any sort of like semblance of like women being thought of as like an equal in any sense it's like shot down in in history like over and over again and as she's saying in this too like (laughs) whenever the patriarchy ends maybe that'll change but like who the fuck knows when that's gonna be probably not in our lifetime which is sad maybe um see it's just like little tiny tiny little baby steps um and we are lucky in a lot of ways obviously being white women in america oh
1: yeah um
2: And still we get so much like hate thrown our way from just being like, just like existing on specifically TikTok. I know that we were like talking about how like this will, this ties into like the hate that we're getting from just like being people Mm -hmm. Um, and how words have evolved around our experience as women and how like we've internalized that as well. Like cunt, is such a i grew up thinking that that was like the actual worst word ever you know it's like you can say say. anything but cunt and once i started saying it, i was like cunt cunt it's just like such a it's such a fun word to say i couldn't stop saying it cunt
1: cunt fucking slut
2: Mm -hmm. they say Uh, cunt in australia and
1: yeah and it means like buddy yeah um one thing that she does mention I haven't even really gotten through this book and I can't wait to finish it because it's just so interesting and you learn so much. But she does point out like some words are being reclaimed. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners are pretty aware. um, But I think that we should all acknowledge that we have black women to thank for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Black women have done an amazing job at reclaiming words that Uh, the patriarchy uses to insult us Mm -hmm. (laughs) like bad bitch yes like black women are the first people to make the word bad mean something like badass Mm -hmm. or cool Mm -hmm. or like sexy yes so um she lists a few words that uh are just you know we can thank black women for changing them she also goes on to mention that since the late 1990s black female recording artists have used the phrase bad bitch to refer to a confident desirable woman as opposed to a mean or hostile one um kudos to trina's 1999 song Baddest bitch and rihanna's bad bitch Mm -hmm. hip-hop is also responsible for the word ho um and she spells it h-e-a-u-x a a frencher looking and thus chiquer and more pleasant alternative spelling to hose that my female friends and i began using in 2017 i love it was so really away. funny yeah but um i just love that like here we are the holy hour reclaiming a fucking word used as an insult against women mm-hmm. i love that for us i love it too look at us should we high five
2: got dad's, dads. <laughs> love it. I like it. Oh. Let's just. Like, um,
1: and not to talk your ear off too much more, but I do think that one other piece of this that is so meaningful and helpful that I did come across um, was uh, so, like, why do we go along with this type of language? Mm. You know, why, if we as women are so often like villainized in linguistics and um just in language were like repulsive if that makes sense yeah. um she says i'll offer the simple <laughs> i'll offer the simple answer first in our culture men run the show women are taught to follow their leads to please them and thus we go out of our way to fit into semantic categories set up for us prude or whore bitch or sweetheart princess or dyke but there is a slightly more complex answer too Which says what's really going on is that women happen to be better at a thing called listening. (laughs) (laughs) Cornell linguist Sally McConnell-Ginnett once argued that women on the whole have become better at picking up on thoughts, feelings, and perspectives of the people they're talking to. Theoretically, that should be a good thing. But where this gets tricky is that this generally ends up giving men more space to project the particular metaphors that make sense to them all over our culture's collective vocabulary, as if their perspectives are the only ones that count. McConnell Ginnett explains it like this. The more one talks and the less one listens, the more likely it is that one's viewpoint will function as if it were community consensus, even if it is not. The idea here is that on some level, women are aware that dudes have come to understand their viewpoint as the only one that exists and wouldn't pick up on the metaphors that represent women's positions, even if they tried. If they did, sissy might mean the word we use for good friend instead of buddy and pussy might be what we call i don't know a warrior badass queen Mm -hmm. but as mcconnell ginnett says the more attention one pays to perspectives different from one one's own the more likely one is to give tacit indeed sometimes unwitting support to these other views simply by being able to understand them thus women's experiences wind up getting squashed under their own generosity as listeners stop listening women stop listening entirely and just talking over men and gaslighting them gaslight girl boss gatekeep gatekeep that's all, all day yeah that's all
2: you need that was a period at the end of the fucking sentence damn thank you for reading that yeah. i want to meet her
1: me too maybe we will
2: i have kind of a gross topic i want to hear it's it's not on the list oh it's
1: not on the list no okay Sorry. I'm nervous.
2: No, it's no, it's I, I'm nervous. It's not anything you should be nervous about. So um, I was thinking the other day, I actually think about this frequently, but I was thinking about how I wanted to talk to, about this on the podcast because I feel like maybe this is just a me issue, but it's probably not. You masturbate in the middle of the day. Yeah. Sometimes. Same. Mm-hmm. I have realized I am wildly uncomfortable for the rest of the day if I masturbate in the middle of the day. Really? I get like swamp vag.
1: Interesting. I'm like
2: wet for the entire day. <laughs> and not in like a I'm still like turned just on kind of way. Up. I'm just lubed up for the entire day. I have to take a shower after I masturbate. Really? Every single time. Huh? I hate it. You don't have this issue clearly. Mm. I want to know if anybody else does. Can you let us know? <laughs> I feel like I would feel like that if I were having sex. I ha- don't have the issue when I have sex. It's huh. very, very strange. Unless I'm having sex with a condom, then I'm like lubed up all day. And I like, I hate oh, that yeah, fucking feeling. you have feeling. To put lube
1: on the condom.
2: Right. But me and Squints, I'm only sleeping with Squints. We haven't used a condom in a while. And I don't have that issue.
1: You don't need a brag. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm over here yeah. not on any
2: hormonal birth control. <laughs> oh, you, we cut this out of a past episode. But um, anyone that has Mirena, it's seven years, not five years, baby. Oh, yeah. eh, eh, it's good to eh, know. Eh, it's new info. If you have Mirena, it was a five-year... Uh, birth control method now they've extended that to seven anyway i'm not having sex with condoms with squints because we're only sleeping with each other and um i don't have the issue but if i masturbate mm-hmm. maybe i just make myself so wet <laughs> 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 but i get swamp badge. so i wanted to open this up to the audience
1: please do you get swamp badge?
2: tell me if you get swamp badge.
1: i get swamp badge when i'm working out that's fair yeah
2: and swamp ass
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah same whenever i work out
1: yeah those were the days please.
2: I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet.
1: I know. I'm sub- when you texted me, at, cause you're like, "Have I talked about this?" And I was like, "Well, I need more detail." Yeah.
2: I mean, so this is our, this is also it's a like, good. What the
1: fuck? This is a good. Like, not um, only have you not talked about this on the podcast, you haven't told me this story. Seriously? Yeah
2: fuck maybe as i tell it maybe i have i'd be surprised if i haven't okay um but this would be like a good this is a good
1: to be fair you do have a lot of shocking stories that's
2: true i do (laughs) this this is like a.
1: you've been through some shit i
2: really have i really i did something in a past life i don't know what it was um (laughs) but i'm sorry
1: (laughs) No, no 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 the universe was gearing you up to talk about it on this podcast that's true
2: everything has led up to this lifetime exactly amen um but this is a good like commercial, I guess, for um, we're going to do uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month again mm-hmm. next month in April. Um, Consent is my kink merch was what we did last year. We're going to be selling those again. We'll talk about this more in the future. But this is um, a good kind of peek into the kind of conversations that we're going to have because this is about power dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we talked about this in terms of we named him Charles Manson because he was running an entire cult. That's probably why I didn't talk about it cuz that was like a heavy fucking topic at the moment. Um when I was in college I was really bad at math. I'm still bad at math, but in college I was bad at math and I was taking the class was math 114. If you if you like um took an exam and got into math 114, which miraculously I did that was the only math class you had to take if you passed it
1: the the class name math 114 i feel like is giving me a flashback <laughs> yeah
2: i know i know it i was, only
1: took math my freshman year because yeah. i was like i'm never that's the first thing i'm removing from my hard drive of my brain fuck of, my of my noodle
2: my noodle my noggin mm-hmm. i took math 114 um and my professor was this young gent um who was so hot he looked like um oh what's the fucking james dean like the actor not the porn star
1: (laughs) i said so amelia sent me a picture of this guy and i said he looked like nate jacobs for i could totally see that for my euphoria sluts out there
2: yeah in that picture he definitely did Mm -hmm. um but yeah he looked like he looked like james dean i was like a kind of like a teacher's pet with like all of my professors because I had like just gotten to college and we had like all of this like narrative fed test from high school teachers about how hard college was gonna be
1: oh my god <laughs> also low-key I can kind of see that from you just because like of how close of a relationship you have with your parents yeah so yeah. That's, and it's the same thing I would suspect with like your therapist, like you picked her because you felt like you were talking to one of your parents, Mm -hmm. whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) sit in the back of the class. You want to
2: talk to somebody that's like a friend. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Totally. That's interesting. That's good insight.
2: Well, I, this guy, I was really close with like a a few of my high school teachers. And so he was kind of like that. Like I felt instantly connected to him because he was just like young and cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And. During uh, parents' weekend in October, so it was a month after we started school, he like asked to meet my parents. And I was like, okay, because I thought that that was just like a thing that they did, you know? Oh. I wasn't like, because we had a small class, it was like 20 people. So I was like, maybe he's like meeting everyone's parents this weekend. I didn't think anything of it. So we like came and met my parents and like sat outside with us. And like, my mom was like, that was interesting. He wanted to meet us. And I was like, I think he's doing this with everyone. I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward to, (laughs) <laughs> we had like a, well, I'm not going to fast forward yet. I was in his office a lot late at night, like getting extra help from him. When I say I'm bad at math, I'm like, I have like a learned helplessness. Even if I understand it, I'm going to fuck up somehow. Like I'm just bad at math.
1: I can relate to that. It's just, it makes, it's
2: never made any sense to me.
1: You should try having a dad who is a math teacher because. Oh Jesus, I didn't know he was a math teacher. Yeah, you could spend your entire your entire childhood just like crying at the kitchen table. Oh hell.
2: <laughs> wow. I
1: didn't know that he was a, I didn't know he was a math teacher. Yeah, was he able to help a lot with of your sense.
2: it does it does make sense. I could see him being a math teacher. Um
1: sort of. He could he would try and help me, but I just like did not get a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he'd get mad at me. We're both just like more artistic brained
2: uh-huh and that's great
1: i'd be like I, I love that for us just let me fucking read shakespeare and write an essay about it hell yeah in three minutes anyways
2: i thrived in film class mostly because it was the easiest class ever
1: um anyway so
2: i was in his office all the time and like he would always like we like had a friendship kind of like we, since i would be in there so late we would spend all these hours together he would like put his head down on the desk that i was working at like all my shit at and he'd be like I'm so tired and I'd be like oh you gotta go to sleep it was just like that was the kind of like rapport we had and then during finals week um he had like a big class study group the night before the final where all of us were in there and he was like pale and like looking like really tired and just like tapped and so I emailed him when I got back from that study group with a question about the test and then at the end of the email I was like you look really tired I hope you get some sleep see you tomorrow yeah he emailed me back and he was just like our relationship is getting inappropriate i would appreciate if you didn't email me like this anymore it was literally a question with like a fun little close at the end you know yeah what I mean?
1: it's just like a thoughtful thing i, I had it that's like when my boss was emailed me like when she knew i had a rough day and she yes. was like i'm thinking of you today like that's, it's just like a fucking, it's a thoughtful thing it's a thoughtful thing and so i was
2: like bitch fucking relax all of my roommates I was like I, I lived in a suite and like I called all of them in I was like did I fuck up like is this like an inappropriate thing for me to say and they're all like no so I emailed him back and I'm like I am so sorry like I was just you just look tired and he emailed me back and he was like it's fine I just can't wait to not be in a position of power with you anymore and I was like como say what? so I Took the final, turned get, it in. What
1: the fuck are you talking about? The next day, I like, didn't even look if at him. If I were 18, 19, I would have no idea what the hell was going on.
2: I was so fucking confused. I Like, was, what do
1: you mean a position of power? Yeah,
2: right. So I asked my roommates, I'm like, is he hitting on me? And they were like, no. Let's just say no. You know? Because mm-hmm. like in that moment, like I had nothing to compare it to. Yeah,
1: because he's a teacher. Right.
2: So I took the final, turned it in. And before I got back to my dorm, he had emailed me and he was like loved being your teacher um I would love to see you now that I'm not your teacher anymore and I was like kind of hyped because he was like so hot and like I didn't see an issue with it at the moment because I was just kind of like like, oh because
1: you're still fucking a you're you're still a fucking child yeah
2: right exactly
1: in my opinion if you're 20 and under you're a child
2: yes agreed agreed and he knew that i was trying to think how old he must have been like 30 at the time we're
1: literally still a teenager yeah. the word teen is still in the age you are Hmm. so
2: i kind of entertained it in the moment and i was just like i would love that i like love you as a person i didn't say love but like i did i like enjoyed yeah, being you- around him
1: he was just like fucking cool and you had built like a bond exactly yeah i had spent so much time with him yeah and then you're like stoked like the hot teachers into you yeah and like was something cool and sexy about it but totally it was like very like
2: cinematic mm-hmm. and like every girl in my class was like felt the same about him they were all like oh my god he's so fucking hot like da 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 and like he knew he was hot shit so i was just like nice because i got zero attention from boys in high school so i was lit and um he emailed me back and he was just like Um, All of those nights where I would like put my head on my on your desk that you were working at and say, I was tired. I like wanted you to come home with me. Yeah. And then he would be like, I'd have to take cold showers after like to calm myself down. That's Yeah. He would like weird. recall outfits that I had worn. He was like, I had these like purple f- fishnets that I would wear. Don't, I don't fucking know. And we he all like talked a, about we them. We all had like
1: a quirky girl face. <laughs> we did. I was still in mine. I, mine was, um, they weren't fishnets, but they were tights with rips in them. Ooh. Because I was edgy. Oh, hell
2: yeah. They were I like wanted it intentional to Intentional like rips. I fell through a bunch of bushes. And maybe you did. (laughs) Nobody will ever fucking know. Mind your fucking business. Like, I'm so cool. Anyways. Anyway, he called. He like brought up the purple fishnets, brought up the purple fishnets. And then he brought up like yoga pants that I would wear. And, like, he was just, like... This is all very objectifying. Oh, yeah. He would he would talk about shit that I was wearing. He would, like... It got to the point where, like, very, very quickly that He's I was very uncomfortable. It,
1: everything you've told me, he hasn't said a single thing about who you are as a nope. person, why he likes you. It's only, like, I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. A and child. he knew,
2: I'm certain that I wouldn't pick up on it because I was so young. Yes. Like, I loved getting compliments about my appearance at that age. I was like, oh, of hell course. yeah. Because I was also very I mean, insecure.
1: Listen, listen. I all, still do. Yeah. But. Who doesn't like to be told
2: they're cute? Right now, if my, if I was in my, if I was 28, like getting my like PhD and a professor hit on me, I'd be like, mm-hmm, okay, that's kind of like, mm, what's up." But like, it would still kind of be like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Back then, I was so clueless
1: about, like, how fucked up this was. Yeah. Someone in their 30s. Like, he clearly was aware because he he acknowledged it. And then going after – I bet this isn't even the first time he's done that. No, definitely not. And going after someone who he knows is too young to know that something is not right, that they're being groomed, that it's inappropriate. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. He w- and then I
2: started to pick up on like, I'm not really pick up. I've started to just get like uncomfortable because like I was so inexperienced. I was s- still a virgin at this point. And I just like didn't really know how to like interact in this kind of way. And I was starting to feel like mm, because whenever I would tell anyone about this, they'd be like, uh, Amelia, this like isn't normal. Yeah. He would like ask me what I was doing. And I would say like, oh, I'm in- studying in the library. And then he would like come and wait outside the library for me. And he'd be like, I'm waiting for you out here. And I, I would be like, I am stuck in a study group. And then I would just not leave the library. Even if I wasn't in a study group, I would just like wouldn't leave the library because I would be so fucking scared. And then he ended up transferring schools like very abruptly. And then I added him on Snapchat like two years later because I was kind of like, I wonder what he's up to. And it mm-hmm. was like when Snapchat was like a thing.
1: Yeah. And he. At that point, you can drink. So you've like yeah. been through some shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got some Got some hair on my back what um (laughs) don't
2: know what that meant hair on your chest that was yeah that was a stream of consciousness (laughs) um but he texted me right when i added him on snapchat and he was like i would appreciate if you would leave me alone yeah
1: what the fuck did you do nothing
2: nothing but i'm certain that he got in trouble at his new school for doing that exact thing and was like very very on guard and that was it. I had never heard from him again. I still have his number. I should pro- kind of want to hit him up and just be like, what are you I, doing?
1: Wait, so I are professors not allowed to hook up with students? Maybe no. not their own student?
2: No, I mean, there are no, I think if they're currently your student, they're not allowed to because there's like a, you could get like a certain grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so a professor got. A geology professor at my school got fired because of that. He was like hooking up with a student and like giving her A's. Um,
1: I heard a rumor a Spanish teacher at my school was doing that with the men. She was a woman. She was my Spanish teacher. In college? Yeah.
2: Oh, damn.
1: I I don't have anyone I can ask. I, I honestly don't know if it's true or not. Damn. Was she hot? No. Oh, okay. She's like some weird granola lady well i was just thinking because like i could I
2: could see people like starting rumors you she's know? Like definitely a hot
1: professor. um i mean for her age i mean she's like so fit oh hell yeah but to me she was just like kind of crunchy mm. mm-hmm. understood but not in like a cute way yeah you know yeah it's always There's like, like hot crunchy and gross crunchy
2: god i went I to school in bellingham washington like yeah, everyone get is what I mean. fucking crunchy um do you remember hearing about Mary Kay Letourneau, the, no. the teacher in high school? She was a high school teacher,
1: I think. I mean, I've heard of a few circumstances.
2: She was um, hooking up with like a 14-year-old and she ended up getting pregnant with his baby. She was like in There's, jail. Like, a couple
1: stories like that.
2: They ended up getting married and like having multiple kids. She recently died like a few years, like a, maybe like a year ago. Recent- how old was she? She had cancer. She was like in her oh. 50s, I
1: think. Have you ever noticed how like people who are really terrible always get cancer? Yeah. Like, like a lot of the, like serial killers die because they got cancer. <sighs> it's and such they an die easy way or out. Something. I know. Oh, fucking a rotten prison. Anyway.
2: Anywho. So yeah, I'm just surprised I had never talked about that. But yeah. he was, he was an interesting case. It was like kind of a bragging right for me for a while because I was like a kid. And I look back on it now and I'm like, that's so fucked up. That power dynamic. And mm-hmm. he was such a dweeb. Like
1: looking back on it now, thinking about how he was, total dweeb. Like what if, what if a man his what if he hit on you now you'd be like you're a fucking weirdo yeah
2: he he was like a like definitely a weird dude he was hot like definitely he was a a beautiful man he took care of himself
1: i bet he was like he there's either he's either the type of guy who was not hot in high school Mm -hmm. so he's like kind of fucking weird yeah um or he was super hot in high school and then women his own age are like, your personality sucks and you're fucking weird and creepy. Yep. So then he's just going for younger people he is has control over. Probably. I think that Those he's are the definitely. Only two
2: things I can. I think he recently got hot for sure. He's also his mate. He was getting his PhD in math history, which is like, hmm. what are you planning on doing? I think doing that's kind of that interesting. PhD? It but is. But like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're getting what? an advanced degree in math history. Like, what are you going to do? You're just going to be he's a professor go for forever. go back in time? And if your only option he is to, to be He wants to time travel to be
1: <laughs> the same age as you.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for you. No, but like if if your only like career path is to be a professor, which really all you can do is write a book or be a professor with that PhD. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck it up by Maybe hooking up a with students. Oh my god, Talk I just think it Wow.
1: Um What a niche. I just because there are there are new hot people mm-hmm. who are amazing. Yeah. I love a new hot person. Hell yeah. People who are, who are new to being hot are funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can go one of two ways when you're new hot. Yeah. When you're new hot, you just end up becoming like a heartthrob. Word. And marrying someone really great. hmm Or you – resent all of the people that uh didn't want to date you in the past damn and then you become some weird red pillar <laughs> oh my god word
2: the, i was um i had a huge crush in college on this guy who i ended up making out with one so it was like my crowning achievement who was <laughs> um overweight growing up and he lost a bunch of weight and like got a bunch of money and he was just like swaggy and like really like confident and just like always like spoiled everyone around him because he like didn't have anything and now he does but -hmm. he still had like the heart of somebody that like never got attention Mm -hmm. and it was but not in like a way that's like i want attention like in a way that's like he like appreciated the little things and it was the creme de la creme of like personality combination yeah you know
1: like good for you
2: like you went through it and it shows and i appreciate you as a
1: person now so to put a little a little uh this is fascinating bookmark or what what do we want to call this you're Ear- we're wrapping this up oh yeah put a little <laughs> fork
2: we're putting a fork in this convo <laughs> stick a fork in it we're done that's what people oh say.
1: i'm i meant like um to end the episode like what would we call this? A little oh, a hat. Little to put a little to put a little top hat to cherry on top. Yeah, a little cherry on top of this, of our um, gout dad episode. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, um, I want to talk about what Miss Kimberly Kardashian was quoted saying. I believe it was Vanity Fair. Mm, yeah um they were like kim what's your advice to working women and she's like my advice is get your ass up and fucking work
2: (laughs) thank you kimberly
1: it's essentially just like the uh, another rich person with generational wealth telling us all to stop being poor yeah my advice is to don't be poor (laughs) have you thought of that none of this toxic work i so i
2: have kind of there's kind of like a catch 22 with this because i think it's fucked up because i agree she has the generational wealth she has a lot of money to hire like childcare, house cleaners this is exactly what i was gonna say yeah
1: like like she is so wildly out of touch because uh like she she can work her ass off because she has time to work her ass off yes so the way she is able to afford that time is because she has enough money to pay for child care mm-hmm. to pay for people to do all of the daily shit that takes us so much time like cleaning our house doing our hair and makeup if we even want to fucking do that um making our food for us doing like daily communication and chores just and like even driving if you imagine how much you could get done if someone was driving you and you're you could just be on your phone doing work yeah and I mean I I I have no doubt that Kim probably does do a lot of shit of course I think her lifestyle is very demanding 100% however it's completely out of touch to think that anyone who doesn't have what she has is lazy
2: yes this is also the other thing too is like she got to do the boss bitch climb before having kids and not a lot of people get to do that i was
1: thinking about that too Mm -hmm. and even like even like i don't we don't know what types of fertility care kim has access to but like those types of things like she could get a surrogate if she fucking wanted yeah you know she could get her eggs and she did she she did get a surrogate for her last i think last two kids honestly i have no idea
2: <laughs> oh i watched this shit religiously <laughs> yeah see
1: i didn't even know she had a surrogate but yeah see sh- shit like that yeah you're not sacrificing your body your time your energy mm-hmm.
2: it's just like see this is my issue is because like as well as it was the same thing with kylie like everyone's so quick to like jump on the kardashians about shit I mean, kylie's a general but you know what i mean mm-hmm. like kylie was like listed like the like the first self-made billionaire under 30 or something i don't know yeah and she's not self-made she like came from like a really rich family and also she works hard but like the fact that like kim now has said like get off your ass and fucking work and we're all like kim we're dying Kim people are dying yeah (laughs) like it's like truly it's she's living a completely different reality than the rest of people
1: well and she totally like I think her announcing or, like, basically confirming she has a relationship with Pete Davidson is a way to distract us all from being criticized from her fucking out-of-touch-awful interview Mm -hmm. with Vanity Fair.
2: The devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Like,
1: well, you should announce that you're dating Pete Davidson. And then Kris is like, Pete, say some crazy shit to Kanye. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, hold on. But that text thread... Incredible! I've never been more attractive.
2: I woke up this morning. I woke up for an 8 a.m. meeting. I had a sex dream about Pete Davidson this morning.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous.
2: Oh, and then I woke up and the meeting got fucking canceled. And I was like, (laughs) I could have been fucking Pete Davidson right now. (laughs) You bitches. But this uh, Liz had the great idea for our mm, sex Sex fact fact of
1: the the week. week. What did you want to call this? The more you hoe. The more you hoe.
2: Like the more you know, you get it. Nineties kids, yeah. Okay, more you hoe to talk about um what a stay at home mom would make. Well, stay at home -home parent parent is actually the headline, but um if we're talking in terms of Kim K, stay at home mom. Fucking, I love her. I've defended you, Kim. We were all rooting for you, Kim. Yeah, we had you you
1: with the Kanye shit. Oh Jesus! And while I don't defend anything Kanye's done. I'm I'm just not gonna have your back anymore. Not that you need it.
2: <laughs> no, we were really holding you up. You're fucked now, <laughs> Kim. Um, but anyway, Liz had the idea to talk about what a stay-at-home parent would make, and so I I looked up Investopedia.com. I'm sure these numbers mm-hmm. are different everywhere, but this is the one. This is the one that we saw. I'm congested as fuck. Tested native for COVID. I already said that. <laughs> According to 2019 data from Salary.com, if you are a stay-at-home parent and paid for your services you would be looking at a median annual salary of $178,000. That's
1: only the median.
2: That's the median. So
1: max would probably be around like 300000 The median. That's it's, insane.
2: It says, why? Because many stay-at-home parents work around the clock. If you have young children, work can often mean nighttime feedings, greeting, early morning risers, and late night meal prep. In addition, a stay-at-home parent wears many hats and must employ many skills as a tutor, negotiator, nurse, party planner, and chef, for starters. It's so true. You have a million... My friends that are focusing... All of my friends that have kids right now are working. And then they come home and they take care of their kids. And I'm like, I can't tell you I'm tired of her.
1: Uh, my mom was getting her master's after oh, having... So, like, my brother and I were both very young. So she go to work, go do her master's, and then come home and be a fucking mom. Isn't that incredible? When I talk to her, I'm like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. I simply would not. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't even, like, she's like, I can't even tell you. Right, you, you just I do. I don't even know.
2: Yeah, that. yeah. My mom, when she had my brother, she was like an advertising executive boss bitch, like running the show. And she had a like an infant at home. And I'm like, I complain multiple times a day about having to work with a cat meowing in my face. So I can't
1: even imagine. Please, when I do my time, I have two dependents. (laughs) They are so dependent on me. It's, uh, women are magic.
2: And I, I, stay-at-home parents, there are so many incredible stay-at-home dads as well, but only just speaking from our experience. Stay-at-home moms, like Kim K, respectfully, go fuck yourself on your your fucking comments she hasn't even apologized for it and she probably oh, she will, won't never will. she probably won't
1: i don't have any of the any of them apologize for anything ever yes what um, the pepsi thing did anyone no, apologize I don't actually for that? think that anyone apologized for
2: that <laughs> um I, no, actually, see, they used their show as an opportunity to address, like, how remorseful they are for shit. But, like, Jordan Woods, we haven't had a conversation about how Jordan Woods was crucified for yeah. Tristan fucking over Chloe. That's a conversation for another time. But they are kind of PR masters. Like, they, it's all, and they oh, all. Yeah, they
1: evade taxes by just having a fucking church. A, oh. A Kardashian church. <sighs>
2: we should start a church this is church
1: <laughs> could we evade taxes probably nice <laughs> this the is a holy joke hour. government <laughs> they're like well they spelled holy wrong but but it sounds like
2: a church but we do have music oh, mm-hmm. the
1: holy
2: hour. that's a church song
1: yeah our word is gospel
2: Mm-hmm. so we do have a holy bible we've not published it we've not written it but it does exist in theory
1: yeah it's kind of like the book of mormon where yeah an angel just <laughs> we are you guys are the angels you come to us
2: you are yeah right I it's mean, all
1: symbiotic
2: <laughs> there you go government but here's i'm gonna file this audio in my tax returns <laughs> don't tax me don't tax me bro
1: yeah don't tax me bro
2: (laughs) (laughs) i wonder how that guy's the how the don't tase me bro guy is doing anyway this is going off the rails should we end it um all right we love you my hands are hold on liz my hands are especially
1: we can do it like a catholic church where they are just like oh is this a catholic thing it's kind of like you're just like oh i don't really want to hold your hand because Heard. you're a stranger at church oh maybe i'm catholic did you ever do that nope oh <laughs> and then that's when you do the peace be with you
2: and also with you my child
1: peace be with you and, and also
2: with you anyways we love you
1: our, our children, children.